The following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. Welcome to Psych Up Live with your host, Dr. Suzanne Phillips. This is the show that brings you a psychological perspective on common and current life issues. Here is Dr. Suzanne Phillips. Hi, I'm Suzanne Phillips. Thanks for joining me again on Psych Up Live. Violence against women is a global health issue. The threats women face today are unparalleled and more dangerous than ever before. When you add the toxic cocktail of technology and social media, the danger increases. At home, in the workplace, on the street, in places you would never expect, women have been in harm's way. Tony Robbins once asked half his audience, Men, raise your hand if you felt unsafe in the last week. Out of the thousand or so men in the audience, a few hands went up. Then he asked the other half, Ladies, raise your hand if you felt unsafe in the last week. A thousand hands went up, surprising only the men in the audience. Every woman in that audience felt unsafe at some point in the period of just one week. That story comes from an important and riveting book, Street Smart Safety for Women, written by our two guest experts today, former Deputy Sheriff Joy Farrow and tech engineer and trauma survivor Laura Frombach. In this show, they will draw upon their book to discuss how women can avoid being victims of violence on many levels by relying on their safety, intuition, and more. Joy Farrow is a retired deputy sheriff with 28 years of experience. She worked road patrol in Pompano Beach, Florida, and faced every situation imaginable. After the 9-11 tragedy, she transferred to the Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport with the Broward Sheriff's Office to focus on the safety of air travelers. In 2017, Joy assisted with the aftermath of the mass shooting at that airport. She has received numerous letters of commendation and several life-saving awards. Joy was one of the featured speakers at the Teddy Houston Conference and speaks often on women's safety. Laura Frombach was introduced to technology in the U.S. Army, working on Pershing nuclear weapons. She has spent much of her career as a technologist and engineer with IBM, Hewlett-Packard, FedEx, Coca-Cola, and others. A turning point in Laura's life was the aha moment when she correlated her mother's mental illness to domestic violence. She advocates for local domestic violence shelters. Laura was one of the featured speakers at the TEDx Eustis Conference also, and she speaks on women's safety. Joy Farrow and Laura Frombach, it is my great privilege to welcome you to Psych Up Live. Hi. Thank you for having us. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. We are thrilled. Okay. So the name of your book is Street Smart Safety for Women, A Guide for Defensive Living. Joy, what do you mean by defensive living? We wanted women to have a different mindset when you leave your house and you get in your car or go wherever you have to go. We wanted you to be aware and know that there are some other things out there that you need to pay attention to on a daily basis without having to be afraid. So we wanted you to leave your house with confidence. And if I can jump in here, we chose defensive living because it's like defensive driving. When people learn defensive driving techniques, they're not afraid. They're not terrified. They go out. They follow a few simple rules. They're confident when they're driving down the street, and they know that they're prepared to handle pretty much everything. And that's what we want women to do. We want them to feel empowered, to have a few simple rules that they can follow to to be defensive, but not to be afraid, not to walk around terrified in the red zone all the time. Mm. Now, you're going to talk about safety intuition, but one of the things you talk from the very beginning of the book is our tendency as women to be nice, 
to be polite. I think you quote someone as saying, when a man says no, the negotiation's over. When a woman says no, the negotiation begins. So how do we reposition ourselves, uh, Laura, in terms of that? We can reposition ourselves by simply saying no. And as you mentioned, and we mentioned in our book, when women say no, it's the beginning of the persuasion process. And it starts with persuasion. It goes to, it starts with influence. I'm sorry. It starts with influence, persuasion, manipulation, and finally coercion. And if women say no, they can follow the same rules that men do. How many times have you heard a man say, I said no? And that's it. That's the end. And we as women have to do that as well. I said no. Now, the caveat for women, particularly if they're in an intimate relationship, is a man oftentimes doesn't like to hear the word no. So you have to make sure that you are physically in a position of safety. And again, particularly with intimate relationships, because that can go badly. But when we as women speak up, we set our boundaries and we hold our boundaries. That can be a game changer. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, go ahead. Oh, I was just, and this is what we say when you're out. So part of your defensive living is when you're out. So your niceness has to change and your boundaries have to change. So when people are going to come up to you and ask you for things, which happens every day, no matter where you are, somebody is going to, excuse me, miss, they want something from you. Immediately, instead of wondering what they want, well, they don't want your autograph. They want (laughs) money. They want something from you, whether it's you to come with them, whether it's you to be distracted. So these are all techniques that sometimes women don't think of. Oh, they're asking me a question. Why are they asking you a question on the street? So these are things that, you know, you need to be aware of. And then what are you going to do about it? That doesn't mean just because somebody stopped you, excuse me, that should be your alert saying, wait a second, why are they stopping me? I don't have to stop. I'm going to keep going. There's no reason for you to stop at that point. So. Yeah, we like to say, you are not the world's Swiss army knife. (laughs) Okay, so one of the things, though, that you're saying is the freedom to say no, but you discussed safety intuition a great deal. So the question then, the step almost before is, Mm -hmm. how do we develop this safety intuition so we have the sense that the guy in the bar is who's saying, I can't believe you're exactly like my sister. I feel like I know you already. I mean, we're like family to each other. How in some way do we help women turn up the volume, whether it's a young girl in a bar or an older woman standing and waiting to play golf. How how do you build up this safety intuition? You need to start listening to what they're saying and what they're saying in relation to your answers or your question back to them. If um, they're not listening to you when you've said, you know what, what if you're with your girlfriends and they're constantly just bothering you and asking you, quite, can I get you a drink? No, thanks. Oh, come on. At that point, you know, you have to get a sense there's a little bit of a problem. Sometimes people back off. Sometimes they try. Let me give her another. Let me try again. But there's a point where you have to feel what they're saying and you have to Take it in, no matter whether you're in a bar or you're outside, but you need to listen to how they're saying, did their voice change? Did their demeanor change? Are they still pressuring you? So, you know, these are things, are you getting an odd feeling in your stomach? Are are you, he's really creeping me out. She's starting to annoy me. You know, there's something wrong. And that's part of what we call your safety intuition. 
It's sending mm-hmm. you signals to make you feel uncomfortable. This person or the surroundings are making you feel uncomfortable. And safety intuition isn't anything mystical. It's simply our senses reporting back to us as our senses have been doing since we've been on the savannah. But the danger for women is, as you mentioned, we're socialized to be nice. So when we start to get those feelings, you know, the person's creeping you out or even making you uncomfortable, we tend to minimize them and say to ourselves, oh, you know, it's going to be fine. It's not going to, nothing's big. The important thing is to recognize and honor those feelings that you're having and then act on them before it becomes a crisis. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one of the things you talk about that fits in with this is micro expressions. So since people are often on dating sites and they might Zoom with people, what, what do you mean? What's the type of expressions that you're talking about with the micro expression? A micro expression is an expression that's fleeting. It it flashes across somebody's face just for a second. And consciously, you might not even register it. However, your subconscious does. Your eyes will see it. Your subconscious will register it. And that's what reports to your safety intuition. And your safety intuition is actually your subconscious, which can process 11 million bits of information per second. Your conscious mind can only process 40 40 bits of information per second. So your subconscious is picking up on all these signals, this micro expression, maybe a quick gesture, something that you might not even register, but your safety intuition, your subconscious registers it. And that's what can contribute to your feeling of, you know, something's wrong here. And then we, we, throw a wrench into the works with our socialization and say, it's nothing. So when you tell this story, it reminds me of the story that Joy told, because we have male predators, and we're talking that women are often victims of male predators, but we have female predators out there also. And um, I wonder if you could tell the story about the importance of windows and the rolling of windows and parking lots, The uh, that story. When you're in your car, and I found this years ago, probably before I started in law enforcement, when people would come up to your car window, they it's it's an automatic reaction to, excuse me, can can you put your window down? And that was back when you were rolling your window down. Right, right. Also, but you know, they tap on your window and they get your attention after you got in there and you're like, oh, they want to talk to me. <laughs> put the window down. But here's the problem for today, and it was a problem back then, but it, it's more of a problem today being violence has increased so much. And what happens as soon as you put that window down, you have given yourself, you have opened up your security area. So, you know, now it's like you you had a fortified area, everything was locked. And now to talk to this person, you've opened it up and you've given them an area for them to jump in. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the problem is they could jump in with weapons, they could grab you behind the neck and you do not have enough room to get out of there. So the best thing to do is not open the window and talk through the window. If they get annoyed, I'm sorry, I'm done and just back away. But that's your safety zone. Well, you've had a situation where two women came up to you. Yes. And they wanted me, their whole point was they wanted me to put the window down. And I had just, it was my own personal car. I was on my day off. And I had just gotten in the car. So they must have watched me get in the car. As soon as the car closed, they must have been in their late 20s. And all they wanted me to do was put the window down. And I said, well, what do you need? They said, well, can't you put the window down? So it became Mm -hmm. an argument. Yeah, yeah. You know, I finally got to the point where I said, step away from the car because they didn't have an emergency and they knew they didn't. So after I backed out, they continued to look through the parking lot and they made their way probably to find somebody else until I could, you know, call it in that they were suspicious. But yes, women are out there 
just as much as men. Well, the other thing you bring up, and we're going to have to stop for a break in a few minutes, is parking lots in general. And the idea of considering where you're parking as a woman, what time you will come out of work or a store, will it be an empty, dark area? So that that whole piece of thinking ahead you know, you're so happy you, you want to get to work, you're on time. But where is your car going to be when it's dark and there's no one in the parking lot? So, I mean, that kind of thinking ahead, I think, is part I, I'm thinking is part of what you're suggesting. We start to build into our consciousness. And one of our lines for defensive living is preloading your brain, is putting that in there ahead of time. And, and that's, you know, a part of it is what is it going to be like at night when I get to my car? Do I have defensive weapons? Okay. Where am I parking? Where are the exits? You know, those type of things are preloading your brain. So in case you're surprised and something happens, you'd already thought about it. Time change. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come right back and continue this conversation. You've been listening to Psych Up Live and we're here with Joy Farrow, um, retired deputy sheriff and Laura Frombach, tech engineer and trauma survivor. And they're discussing their important new book, Street Smart Safety for Women, What Women Need to Know. I will tell you that you may get anxious listening to this show, but it's preferable to be anxious and to be informed than to be taken off God. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Get Unchained. Tune in every Wednesday for Unchained TV on the Voice America Variety Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and the founder of the Unchained TV free streaming network, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Unchained TV, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Psych Up Live. Join in our conversation today by calling Dr. Suzanne Phillips or her guest at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to radiohostphillips at gmail.com. Now, back to Psych Up Live. Welcome back to Psych Up Live. We're here with Joy Farrow and Laura Frombach, and we're really trying to understand street smart, street smart safety for women. And Laura had a very good point that I wanted to share, which really adds to safety consciousness at the present moment. Go ahead, Laura. I wanted to remind everyone that daylight savings time 
adds a little bit of an additional uh, element for women to consider when they're making their safety plans. So if it's typically been light out when you've gotten out of work or gone someplace shopping or whatever, it's going to be getting dark earlier. Winter is setting in. So that's important to keep in mind when you're making those plans and where you park and, and what you do after you get out of work and when you're getting in your car. Okay. I was mentioning to my two guests that when I read their book, all kinds of memories came back to me in terms of often not even focusing on what was going on. And back then, you know, um, when I was in my 20s, we didn't have cell phones, so I could be distracted by music. I could be distracted. I was headed once to run a, 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 a actually a women's group, and um, I jumped in my car. I didn't know if my car doors were open or closed. I hadn't even thought of that. So I'm headed and driving and I hit a a red light and a car full of young men pulls up right next to me. And one man gets out of the car and gets into my car. Mm -hmm. Hello, my car door is open. He gets in the other car. When the light changes, the other car takes off and he says, follow that car. Now in that millisecond, I don't quite know how, but I had the sense I was a been maybe I was 22 that he was younger than me. Mm-hmm. And and there was something about him that wasn't totally predator like. And so he said, follow that car. But instead, at the first corner, I made a right hand turn and he got very upset. He didn't get me. He, I, I mean, he got upset for himself. And he said, what are, you, what are you doing? You're supposed to follow that car. I said, no, I'm going to drive to the first police station. He goes, let me out, let me out, let me out. So, <laughs> you know, it was just the luck of the draw that this particular person was a kid, right. more more immature than I was. I wasn't brilliant either, but it stayed. And I thought, how often do young people so busy on the phone not realize their car doors are locked? And then the question came up. How do we and can we lock our car doors when, as women, we decide to pump gas for ourselves? Actually, and that's a good story about the car doors being unlocked at a light, because you can adjust your settings in your car to lock all the doors except the driver's door. So you can either do the driver's door manually, or you can still uh, do it on your fob, but you can, correct, you can go into the settings in your car and lock all those doors, especially if you're driving a van where anybody can come up and pull that door. So you can actually manually lock those doors, which is a good idea. And this is what happens, carjacking, at a red light mm-hmm. is they do, you know, you never know they're in one car. They're, they're in recently multiple cars and they'll pull up alongside and either smash your window because they see your purse is on there or she's a, a woman alone. Uh, that's why some people would get tint. So, you know, people wouldn't really see during the day or wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, also at the gas pumps, which is the same thing. It's a good thing to make sure that all your doors are locked, but your driver's door. I don't agree with locking all your doors because in an emergency, you'll panic. Where did you put your key? And you you want to get your car. So Mm -hmm. leave the driver's door open. And now at the gas pumps, they have the TVs there. So do not pay attention. Put the card in and you know, take a scan, keep your back towards the um, pumps for the most part. And you could pump backwards, which I do. And then just you can kind of casually look around and you see anybody coming toward you. You don't have to finish filling the car. You're done. Put the pump away and that's it. Get in the car. Once somebody starts heading your way or a car pulls up that you're a little sketchy with, Stop pumping. It doesn't matter whether you had $5 in, you could find another station, but you don't need to stay there if you feel uncomfortable. I won't. Great, great. It's it's a great point. So let's go from that to can a woman safely take a run or a walk on her own? 
Absolutely. And what you want to do is, depending on where you are, I keep safety tools with me, safety defense tools, all the time. So I carry uh, pepper spray, which comes in a little small hand, very thin. You can It has a gripper on it. All you have to do is stick your thumb under the top of it. And I carry a tactical pen. And a tactical pen is um, a ballpoint pen made of steel with a steel exposed end. So you can break glass if something happened and you were stuck in your vehicle and you couldn't get out or in the water. You can break glass by just uh, jamming your hand at the glass and it would break instantly. Also, if somebody grabbed you, while you're running, while you're running, it's a pen. So, and it has a clip on it. You can just, you know, either put it in a little bag you're carrying, you could carry it in a pocket. So it's easy enough, kind of like the pepper spray. Pepper spray now, you can wear a neoprene um, hand. Um, so it sticks. Clasp on it. Yeah, with a, <laughs> with a Velcro. So <laughs> it sticks to you. And, you know, this way, at least you have that. And the pen, if somebody grabbed you, stabbing motion on their end, and it hurts. Don't forget. Mm. And also, you know, we use or we say to use a small uh, five-inch flashlight. So it's made of steel, and it fits in the palm of your hand. And this way, you keep it in a little pack that you're carrying or, you know, some people actually even keep it inside their bra, you know, sports bra when you're running. And this is great. You can use it as a quick weapon. And also, once you turn it on during the day or at night, you have disoriented them with the light. Shine it right in their eyes. eyes, And if you have to hit them with it, that's what you have to do. Mm. So, so they're fabulous ideas. The the other thing I want to share that I think we can talk about is we don't have the luxury um, of doing the the kind of lonely, wonderful uh, runs that we might be able to do if we were a, you know, 180 pound man. Um, when my children were very little, they were babies. I would get up as early as I could, sometimes 530, 6 o'clock, so I could get the run in before they got up. And so I used to run to a, to a place where um, there was houses on one side and just um, uh, kind of uh, grass. It was like a meadow. It was called Crab Meadow. And there was no one on the other side. And all it took was one morning running, and I was on the Crab Meadow side, and a car was slowly following me. And I thought, this is not a good idea. So I switched over to the side of the street that had the doors and the and the um and the, the houses, because I thought if I have to, I'm gonna start banging on one of these doors. But my real take-home message was that as much as I liked it, I didn't have that luxury. That and uh, over the years, young women have come to me who have been assaulted, and in almost every case. They were running or jogging in a wonderful place mm-hmm. alone. And in those kind of places, you're really too vulnerable. And a lot of women think, and even the area that I'm in, oh, no, nobody lives in a bubble no matter where you are. And if anybody is going to rob people, well, they're going to go to the better areas. And they they know where they are. Oh, that's a nice park. They know that people go there. I mean, it's there are certain things that you just can't help. People know that they're going to be at the park. They know they're going to be at a beach. And predators are out there. But the things that you can do, you can also use wearable tech. So besides your phone, you can actually wear tech. Um on your wrist, and it um, would alert your contacts. It would alert the police. And, you know, this way, all you'd have to do is push a button. So you don't have to, you know, get in there and scroll your phone. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's it's another step, especially for runners or people that just want to get out and walk by yourself and not, well, I didn't want to bring my phone. I say it's good to bring your phone. 
anyway, because you never know in, in case something did happen and you you fell and you needed rescue for yourself. You know, you do need the phone, but the wearable tech comes in so many different varieties. Okay. So let's just, while we're at it, let's tell them about Code Black. Laura, do you want to tell us about it? Sure. Code Black is what happens when your system is overloaded. And let's talk about, uh, sadly, an active shooter situation. So something happens, your heart just races its course with adrenaline and all kinds of uh, the chemicals that course through our body when during an emergency. And what happens is your heart rate can go up to 180 beats per second. And when that happens, you're in code black. And what code black means is that your heartbeat is is beating so fast that it can't finish the cycle. And so it halfway flushes your heart in with blood, out with blood. And when your mind, when that affects your brain and your mind, you almost get tunnel vision and your sight is impacted, your muscles are impacted. You are ready for fight or flight. Mm-hmm. And what happens when you get that tunnel vision is, you know, your body gives you something, which is the ability to fight or flight, but what it takes away is the ability to focus. So if you are in a code black like that, you might not even be able to focus to see your phone and call 911. And that's why we want women, particularly everyone really, but women especially, to preload their brain with knowing how to dial 911, to think, if something happens to me, what am I going to do? Because when your brain freezes and your heart is racing at that code black, if you have preloaded your brain, your brain will automatically know what to do. So let's just say you're in a mall and there an event occurs. If you've looked around and you know where the exits are, or you say, I'm going to go through that restaurant and go out the back, your brain will say, I know what to do now and automatically mm-hmm. go do it. And, you know, that can be life-saving. And, you know, that's what law enforcement does. Mm-hmm. That's what domestic abuse survivors do. We mm-hmm. automatically think ahead to the next step. Mm-hmm. And we are rarely, rarely so caught you- off guard. I talk about that a lot at, at work is that, same type of scenario of I had to predict when I made contact with somebody, what could they do? I don't know them. I don't know Mm -hmm. what's going to happen, but I had to predict if he attacks me, I'm going to go with this and I could use that if he's going to run. So I had to predict in my head all the time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So then it becomes an automatic um, sort of record and a neurophysiological pathway that you go to. It's an automatic, even even knowing how to touch that phone in a way that you have SOS in a minute, or you have 911 in a minute, the practice is worth setting up those loops sort of in our, in our um, conscious and unconscious. Mm-hmm. So let's talk now about a situation which people are exposed to people they don't know. I want to talk about the predator mindset in terms of online dating. Everyone of every age is online dating. And many with anxiety. It's funny, both men and women. So how do we pick up on a predator mindset? How do we um, decide the safest way to meet someone for the first time? Let's talk a little bit like about that, Joy. Okay. First off, you want to look at their profile. We say like a crime scene. Okay. So, you know, you want to get in there and you want to just dissect it, really. So you want to look at pictures and they should have a picture of themselves or a really good reason at a point why they don't have a picture for themselves. So along that line, you want to put together what they say I love doing this. Where are those pictures? I travel a lot. Um, I do this with my friends. This is my job. So you want to be able to put those things together to get you going at least. And that's part of your looking for clues, 
Muy botanic. Okay. Uh, any other red flags, Lori, you can oh, think of? Sure. The other thing that I would add is pressure. Is is the person pressuring you? Are they pressuring you to go offline? You know, you can do video chats within the app itself. Are they pressuring you to meet them before you're ready? Are they pressuring you to give information? Those are actually signs of domestic abuse and predators as well. They pressure you to move quickly and do what you might not want to do quite yet. And so if somebody does that, that is a red flag for sure. And you want to absolutely get out of that situation as quickly as you can. Mm. Block them, report them. You don't deserve to have to be treated with anything other than respect. And if they don't respect your boundaries, if they're not respecting you online, they are certainly not going to respect you offline. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you do not need that. And, you know, you don't need that online or offline, including when you meet somebody on a date and they pressure you. Mm -hmm. Well, it's the signs are there, for instance, when someone wants to meet you alone and not in a restaurant where there's a lot of people. Or you don't get one message, you get 40 messages in one night. So, you know, those kind of extremes um, are the kind of things, you know, that we worry about in some way. Um, The, the, um, um, let's just see for a minute. Um, Okay. So the other thing in terms of dating in the dating world is you go to a club uh, and you could be someone in your 40s, someone in your 20s, your friend meets someone. Now, the question is, you're going to go home alone. You ask your friend, are we going to still make the plan of going home together? And she doesn't want to go home with you. So now this is an interesting question of when friends put each other in unsafe places. What do you think of that? That's a... It's a little difficult because I know that the other person would be pushing back a lot. So you're going to have to work at that one with your friend a little bit first. We also, one final thing, we also encourage women to have sign language, a secret sign language that they can communicate with so that they're not negotiating during that outing at the bar. That's good. The other thing, and I've had victims, and here's a situation here. The cab lets them off at a place, and then they each walk separately. That's a big mistake. Um, That's when someone followed this person right to her apartment. But, and you know, it's like everything else we're saying. You don't want to know it from the knowledge of pain and trauma. You want to sort of think of it ahead of time. So... Um, we're going to have to take a break, but the whole idea of friends being a real protection to each other, like, so we're going to pay extra and I want the cab to drive us, or we're going to both go back to my house. Exactly. If it's three in the morning, go back to one person's house. Don't don't start walking in the street. But, you know, we think we're invincible when we're 22. All right, we're going to take a break. You've been listening to Psych Up Live, and we're here with Joy Farrow. Um, Deputy Sheriff and Laura Frombach, a tech engineer and trauma survivor. Their book is incredible. Street Smart Safety for Women. What women need to know. Stay with us. More to come. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Do you ever have an off day? Or is your life positive and uplifting? Making Life Brighter is a forum for positive, inspired, and contemplative thought, showcasing experts in their fields, including authors, musicians, and artists. Your host, Winifred Adams, will bring to life topics to stimulate and make your life brighter. We want to hear from you. Be sure to tune in Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. As humans, we suffer when we believe we are not good enough. We are taught we must be better, look better, try harder, and achieve more. We cope with the stress and disappointment of life in ways that make us feel worse and keep us stuck in a cycle of unworthiness. 
We don't have to live this way. You don't have to live this way. Kirsten and her guests will share how self-acceptance and unconditional self-love can help you break this cycle and find freedom. Listen to Giraffe Tango Octopus, Freedom for Humans, with Kirsten Johansson, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The boroughs are New York City. The burbs are everywhere else. Real estate is the ultimate game of risk and reward. It's the biggest investment most people ever make. Fortunes are made over a lifetime and lost in a day. And we're not playing with Monopoly money. How do you stay ahead? Who's buying? Who's selling? And why? What do they know? We want the truth. You need an edge. Burrows and Burbs is your secret weapon to giving you the insider knowledge and strategies you need to succeed in the high-stakes world of real estate. From Palm Beach to Palm Springs, Manhattan to Malibu, we press the experts to expose the pain, find the deals, and occasionally predict the future. That's Burrows and Burbs, 3 o'clock Eastern, noon Pacific. Because everyone can make money in real estate. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to Psych Up Live. Join in our conversation today by calling Dr. Suzanne Phillips or her guest at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to radiohostphillips at gmail.com. Now, back to Psych Up Live. Welcome back to Psych Up Live. We're here with Joy Farrow and Laura Frombach, their new book, Street Smart Safety for Women, What Women Need to Know. And we're just about to talk about um, technology and violence. Laura, do you want to pick that up? Sure. Technology has really, what we say, uh, enabled violence against women. Online violence actually calls for offline violence. And what we say is that Misogyny has weaponized technology. And what that means is that the anonymity of the internet and social media greatly endangers the safety of women. People can stalk you online, people, especially influencers, and you don't have to be, you know, have a million followers to be an influencer. Somebody can just find you online and stalk you. This has actually resulted in physical violence. You know, a number of influencers, a number of people, somebody has found them and has begun stalking them physically and online. This is very difficult for women because the laws have not caught up with Mm -hmm. technology. And so we have a justice system that moves very slowly and a technology world that moves very rapidly. And so these technology stalking, this technology violence can cross cities, state, even national lines. And whose whose responsibility is it? And so that's a big problem. And we encourage women at the first sign of violence or disrespect or snarkiness or sarcasm for their profile to block and report that person. And, you know, it may seem extreme, but letting it go on, you know, has had uh, real life results for people, particularly women. Where would someone report that? Just exactly what they would do? And would, would they take a screenshot? Do they have to prove it? How does that go? Take screenshots, Mm -hmm. keep records, keep a journal, keep a diary. Every situation that occurs, keep a record and build that for law enforcement, just like you would any crime. Mm -hmm. Report it to your local police, first of all. Sadly, they probably won't know what to do. Report it to the state police, report it online, report it to the platforms and just keep going. Do not stop. Do not become discouraged, even though it can be very overwhelming, but keep reporting it and keep those records because when you finally do get a response and there are online uh, law enforcement agencies, Mm -hmm. they're going to ask you for proof just like they would in any crime. Mm -hmm. And and the stalking goes for a first date. So if you, it doesn't have to be a long-term relationship. If you just started dating somebody 
and it's taken a bad turn and now they're showing up at your house or they're showing up at your workplace or this needs to be stopped right away. And if they don't get the point from you saying, I need you not to show up here, you know, or if you don't want to have contact with them, what you need to do is make a report of where it's occurring. And if those areas are different, if your workplace city is different from where you live, don't go home, you know, those need to be reported where it's occurring because those are different jurisdictions and they matter. And then, you know, it's an endless loop. So wherever the crime is being committed, that's where you call the police at the time. Now, are there out here for a while, there was a cyber unit for kids who were being cyber bullied. Mm -hmm. And it was very helpful for parents. And one of the things, though, in terms of dating and predators and stalking, would you say that the best thing you could do once you think you're dealing with a stalker is just go silent on them, copy everything that's happened? Because sometimes any response is a response. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And that's what they want. Mm -hmm. So they want that little bit of contact, whether it's one word, I'm sorry. Oh, they're sorry. No, nothing. So you do, you want to block them on your phone, whatever they had, phone, email, anything, social media, go through it all. And um, also be sure to, uh, understand that they may come back in another fake personality. Yeah. So uh, another fake profile. So that's another thing that we talk about. Be careful about letting in just anybody uh, online to your profiles or, you know, your so-called friends. Oh, another friend. Be very careful of who you're going to let in as a friend online. One of the things we suggest for women, uh, particularly early in dating relationships, is get a Google number. Don't give them your real phone number. Give them a Google phone number because that phone number can be abandoned or deleted at will and a new one gotten. So (laughs) if you do that, they won't have your real phone number. Mm -hmm. And that's why you want to be very judicious and very slow to drip out your personal information Mm -hmm. when you're dating online. Well, dating anyway. Mm -hmm. But if you have a Google phone number or a virtual phone number, so helpful. So that might make sense to have a different email too. We say the throw down email. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. That sounds really, really good. Um, So in terms of women and protection, um, What would you say is the primary red flag that they are crossing paths with a predator if you had to identify something? Pressure. Pressure to do whatever somebody else wants, irrespective of what you want. So if somebody is wanting you to do something, they want money, they want to get you along, whatever they want to do, if they are pressuring you to do something, that is a huge red flag. You don't know what they want, but you have made your wishes known and they still keep going. And so what does that tell you? If they keep going and don't take no for an answer, that means that they have their own agenda and whatever it is they want from you is not going to be good for you. And one of the biggest problems today is sexual assaults on dates. And so from just meeting someone, it's happened either on the first date or, you know, a little further down the line, but it's uh, been an assault. And what happens is kind of like the pressure. So they're either pressuring you to have more liquor, pressuring you to try a drug, Hey, come on up to my house. There have been several incidents where on a first date, somebody um, pretended to be sick and there's no way that they could get home by Mm. themselves in New York. They couldn't get home by themselves. So can you take me home to their first date? And they did. And they were sexually assaulted. Mm -hmm. Rather than call them a cab. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. So 
We we only have um four minutes to go. I want to just quickly ask you before we close, a woman traveling alone, what's what's the basic advice we want to give her? Be careful of the overly friendly people when you're traveling alone, because the predators they take many different forms. So be careful of the people that want to follow you and help you when you don't ask them for help. I used to travel a lot for business. And one of the first things I would do when I got to wherever I was going is I would get hornet spray Mm. and keep it in my hotel room (laughs) because it will shoot 30 feet. Mm -hmm. And if somebody breaks into your hotel room, you spray it across their eyes Mm -hmm. and it's inexpensive. You can leave it at the hotel And you have a weapon, whether or not you can carry one of the defensive tools that Joy talked about, you have something automatically in your hotel room, so you are not left undefended. Mm -hmm. You are, ladies, you've been a gift. I I don't think anyone wants to meet you two in a dark alley, but (laughs) I will tell you the, the, I want to know how people, let's let people know how they can find you and find your book. They can find our book on Amazon, at independent booksellers, wherever books are sold. We are at streetsmartsafety.org, and we have an online Facebook community that we use okay. to communicate with people. We have all, all of, we're all over social media, but primarily our Facebook community is, is mm-hmm. where we communicate with people. Okay. We talk to you on our website also. Okay. You've been a real gift, not only to women, but to the people who love women. It's been a great show. Thank you so much. I want to thank my listeners. Remember, you can hear this in any prior show as a podcast on my host site, my website. And by this evening, this will be this show will be on every platform of all the podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Amazon Audible. You can ask Alexa to um to to have to have you hear it. Remember to send me a comment or a question at radiohostphillips at gmail.com. Mostly until next week, please be safe. Thanks and be listening. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to Psych Up Live. Please join Dr. Suzanne Phillips for another edition of our programming next Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, be well and be listening.